Well, well, well. Chandler, today we are on hollowed ground. I tremble as I introduce this episode. And do you know why? I actually don't know why. Is today <laughs> an anniversary of some sort? No, it's because today we are going to be going in depth discussing new Taylor Swift music. Yes. It is just so rare to have the opportunity to be really sinking our teeth into new Taylor Swift. You know, it's once every year max, maybe a couple years. I said this on the last Patreon a week ago. I said, there's only a few times in your life when you get to experience a new Taylor Swift song. Yes. And we are experiencing one right now. You know, I don't know when the next one will come around. You have to seize the moment. I mean, it's like a solar eclipse. (laughs) Okay, Chandler. Well, I think with no further ado, let's get into 1989 Taylor's version. Okay. So let's each say our top of the vault tracks. Okay. Okay. I'll go first. My top track was originally Slut. Now it is Mm. Now That We Don't Talk. (gasps) Stop. What? Okay. Because my top two are slut and now that we don't talk with my top being now that we don't talk oh my gosh so happy that you are converted to the church of now that we don't talk uh, because i don't feel i was never not converted let me just say my conversion has you had lost your way i had not i always loved the church i just think i've grown to reach for it more than i slightly more than i reach for slut Okay, I pulled some quotes from Rap Genius for each song. Um, So I'm just going to say what Rap Genius has to say. And Rap Genius, if if people don't know, it's an online site where they basically dissect the lyrics of every song known to man. And so it's a really, really good site. But this is what Rap Genius has to say about now now that we don't talk. It says, now that we don't talk, explores the feelings that arise once a once important relationship fades away, painting a picture of change and distance between two people who used to be close. In the verses, Swift talks about noticing changes in the other person's life, while the chorus captures the struggle of accepting the end of a relationship. Mm -hmm. The song ends on a note of acceptance and a newfound sense of self, with Swift telling herself that no longer talking to her partner is how it has to be. Okay. Yes. Tell me why Now That We Don't Talk has struck such a chord with you. Now That We Don't Talk has struck such a chord with me, Lauren, because I think, well, I think, you know, Rap Genius said it. I think that it, there's just something about the palpable feelings of watching your ex live their life, of, of noting the things that have changed and also mm-hmm. how your life opens up post-relationship that I I really relate to. And I think that, Maybe this is like corny, but I think the part where she says, I don't have to pretend I like acid rock is Mm -hmm. so fucking perfect. It's such Mm -hmm. a a fantastic lyric. And I I just like that was it was like a gut punch when I heard that for the first time because it was such like a screw you. I don't have to pretend I like your music. And I also who can't relate to that where they pretend to like something for a guy or a girl. I agree. I also found the next line or that I don't want to be on mega yachts with important men who think important thoughts. Or that I'd like to be on a mega yacht with important men who think important thoughts. Guess maybe I am better off now that we don't talk. That to me was 
was such a perfect encapsulation of the way that even though Taylor Swift is a billionaire, a mega star, like the biggest star in the world, essentially, yep. there is something about her that just like rejects super baller energy. Yes, like, totally. There's just something that's like 0% Hailey Bieber, mm-hmm. 0% Kendall Jenner, like always looking with fuck me eyes at the camera. Yep. Like she yep. is like a, uh, it's hard to explain, but there's a down to earthness about her yes that i find she's not so endearing i agree i agree i think she rejects a lot of pretension Mm -hmm. exactly and it seems like she has zero interest in the kind of like being an elite vibe yeah i i I feel like she she really wants her fans to perceive her as one of them Yes. And I think that there is ultimately like a a truth to that spirit in terms of the way mm-hmm. that she lives her life, the way that she just is such just a kind of a homebody. And on some level, like, I think she's just still that girl that wants to bake cookies in the fall and like yep. sip tea yep. with her cats and stay at home. And there's like zero lifestyle porn out of Taylor Swift, yes. which I just think is an interesting note given mm-hmm. her contemporaries, right? Right, right. Absolutely. So anyway, I thought that line was very endearing. I mean, she's also a billionaire who's literally saying, I mean, she wasn't a billionaire at the time where she wrote this song, but she's a billionaire who is rejecting mega yachts in this song. Yeah. I mean, I can't relate at all personally. That's like exactly where I want to be personally. No, I felt personally attacked by this line, but I also just felt so endeared to her because I was like, this is is what I've been trying to say. There's just something about Taylor Swift that is just very homegirl or down home, like Kansas City energy, despite her, you know, million figure bank account or billion figure bank account. Do you know who she's referencing when she says with important men who think important thoughts? No. Do you? So this song is for sure about Harry Styles. I actually believe all of these tracks are about Harry Styles. And basically after Harry Styles and her broke up, he went to go hang out with Richard Branson. Oh my gosh, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was like pictured hanging out with Richard Branson. Who is Richard Branson again? He founded Virgin Atlantic Airlines. Yeah. I don't even know if that's yep. where he made his billions or whatever. Yeah. Dang, that's but so interesting. Yeah, there's in the, a, in the BVIs, in the BVIs. So they were all like spotted hanging out. I just, again, I find it so refreshing that there's zero mm-hmm. part of Taylor. There's zero percent of Taylor that wants that. Okay, but I want to move on from that because there's so much more to get into. The second yep. piece that I love about this song, and I think the thing that makes me actually the most emotional about it, okay, is the references to calling her mom. And I swear, I'm like literally going to cry talking about it. But this is just another part of Taylor that I think is so special, which is that at the end of the day, also, she really is a normal girl who gets her heart broken by a boy and just wants to talk and like call her mom about it. And Mm -hmm. there's just something Mm -hmm. so sweet about Andrea being like, Taylor, get it off your chest. Like, talk to me. Tell me what's going on. Right, right. making me cry too i right in all of her music she speaks to i think the emotional intimacy between her and her mom and how honest their relationship is and the fact that you know andrea swift is literally saying to her you know like remember how the more you gave the more the less he wanted you like now i'm crying mm-hmm. the more i give- 
Like just the fact that she knew that the inner workings of their relationship in that way, be because Taylor was so close to her. Oh, right. No, I just, I know I fully, <laughs> I fully think that there, there are some things money can't buy. And one of those exactly. things is a really sincere, emotional, intimate relationship with your mom. Oh. And anyway, I found that those lyrics throughout the song repeated to just again, like really be one of the magical parts about Taylor is that mm -hmm. she just encapsulates mm -hmm. like such an experience of girlhood and such an experience right, of right. womanhood. Yep. Which is ideally, being able to call your mom about a breakup, you know, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, vent right. to her for probably the hundredth time about the same right, right. guy, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. like there's something even about the line that like, get it off your chest. Like there's something about that. That's like, we've already had this discussion, totally. but you're upset right now. And Taylor yeah, feels like, I don't want to say this again, but she's like, no, no, get it off your chest. Right. I don't know. I right. just, it's Ugh. so special on a macro level. I know, I know you're different than me, but Harry Styles was a a star in my you know girlhood. He was like the hottest thing I'd ever seen. Post Joe Jonas, like Harry Styles, like my world revolved around him. And so I think yeah, realizing that so much of this album is about him and these breakup songs are about their breakup really validates I think for me like how much oh, they were into each other or at least how much she was into him and how great he is. Like this kind of backwards and twisted, but I think to me it's like Oh, like, and I remember you're like, I no, I was in love with him dating. too, Taylor. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, he would break my heart that bad. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw that they were pictured together and dating, it was mm -hmm. like really tough for me. It was like my two stars, like uniting. <laughs> and I think that there's probably something very healing for you to see how this would have gone Chandler if you had dated Harry. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, these are I my breakup songs too absolutely i also think that there's something about this song where i think when you have a bad breakup and one of the things that you really miss is not just like the being loved by someone but it's that everyday mm -hmm. communication it's your best friend mm -hmm. and i just think that the idea of like now that we don't talk there's something so devastating about not mm -hmm. speaking to someone who you used to probably speak to constantly yeah and i i just really love that i also loved how much this song was like such peak Jack Antonoff. Yes. So much Jack Antonoff in all these songs. I really feel like yes. I can hear bleachers in all of them. Mm-hmm. So one other thing I want to say, I would say that the songs I reach for the most from Taylor are actually her I'm super in love songs. It's the invisible yes. string. It's the sweet nothings. It's all like delicate. It's all those songs where she is just fully ensconced. And these are the first real besides all too well like these breakup songs are now be going to become some of my favorite taylor swift songs and i i love them i love these breakup songs because i think i don't know they just they hit for me in the, just as hard as the taylor swift and love songs you know it's funny i don't actually reach for her super in love songs the most i don't know why i think i actually reach for songs that are like in this vein of now that we don't talk yeah. the most yeah and Anyway, I just felt like I felt really stunned that this was just some B track that was just not released. I know. I know. Should we get into slut? Okay, let's move on to slut. Oh, I just also I think there's just something last thing that I just the lyric I cannot be your friend, so I paid the price of what I lost and what it cost. I cannot be your friend, so I pay the price of what I lost. 
I don't know. There's just something where Taylor Swift really encapsulates the emotional costs of broken relationships yeah. mm-hmm. that very I, I don't know any other artist who does it like she does right. okay but yeah let's go into slut Chandler because I'll speak for both of us when I say that I think you and I both thought this was going to be a feminism anthem <sighs> and we thought it would be me adjacent yes totally <laughs> like there would be like a, a slight a, political yeah. agenda mm-hmm. and you know I, which we we're here for don't necessarily always like need it in our music but the fact that it is the sexiest Taylor Swift song now of all time, in my opinion. And I think it is like just, uh, it is just, it is not what I expected in the best way possible. Okay. Here's the thing about slut that I, I completely agree with you. And I think the thing that's really unique about it is we're so used to Taylor Swift songs about a broken romance, about a romance Mm -hmm. that fills you with so much anxiety. There's never the validation about being in love. Like we're so used to these kinds of themes. We've never heard a Taylor Swift song about having sex. Like this is a pure sex song. We are in bed with Taylor (laughs) Swift in this song. And I'm loving every second. We absolutely are. We absolutely are. It is so hot. It is so hot. Okay, the first lines, Flamingo Pink, Sunrise Boulevard, clink, clink. Flamingo Pink, Sunrise Boulevard, clink, clink. I just want to say, opening with no ideas, no narrative, just color image Mm -hmm. sound there this is a sensory experience she's drawing you into and it's true it washes over me like warm champagne waves i can't help but think of also andrew lloyd weber every time i hear the the phrase sunrise boulevard (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah sunrise boulevard or sunset boulevard yeah. yeah it's so good the colors i mean even and then the the pre chorus like the pre chorus is where i think it gets really really sexy And then we get into the chorus that is just perfect. That is perfection. Let's talk about the pre-chorus first. I think that there is something so also so perfectly Taylor about having this this song about being essentially, it sounds like just in the heat of the moment. So, so into someone, so deep in. And then also the handprints in wet cement, like wanting to make it forever. gel pen. The childhood image. It is just Taylor Swift, even at her most erotic, she's calling memories of childhood. Okay. She's like, she breaks out the gel pen, the sparkly gel pen. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then we get to the part where I think that brains explode when she says, yep. Like, I don't think that Beyonce expected people to just now forget about drunken love because this to me is the new drunken love. I don't care. 
It's so good. It's so good. You know I mean, just like, you know what it's giving? It's giving Bill Withers. If it feels this good being used, keep on using me until you use me up. There's just something like, I don't know that one. Have you ever heard that song? Anyway, I love this side of Taylor Swift. And my theory yeah. is that they were like, this is too sexy. Like, we were just singing fearless. You know, we right, were just had that right. slam and swing door yeah. a few years ago, Taylor. We cannot have you now drunk in love. It's very PG-13. Oh, I put it on Instagram. I'm ready for the R-rated short film. <laughs> okay. I want to get to where, where we know it's about Harry Styles. May I? Okay, please. So if we cut to the second verse, okay, where it says... Which to me is why we know this is about Harry Styles because he was just so, he was just the it boy guy. Yeah. 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 And I mean, to me, he was a boy. He was like, you know, I was a girl and he was a boy. I can, I just laugh at the idea that we were all hypothesizing that style was going to feature Harry Styles. I know. I mean, <laughs> Like she did that one dance where she like that kind of imitated him. Like I and I do think things are okay and good between the two of them. But like to have all these songs be about him and just show how hard this breakup was for her. Like I don't know. I think it just shows how deeply this cut her. Well, I think it's very clear that he was never fully in. That he would never give her the validation completely. Right. That's why she was always so anxious. And I think yeah. that she basically says in one of the songs like you were too polite. I broke my own heart because you yeah. were too polite to do it. I broke my own heart because you were too polite to do it. Right. I think right. she eventually just had to cut it off because right. for her own mental sake, like she says in Now That We Don't Talk, she says, my mom reminded me that the more I gave, you know, the less you wanted me, you faded right. till I left. And yeah, I think that this relationship really did a number on her. And... Well, that this would and this I type think, of a relationship would be the biggest mindfuck in my opinion. Yes, and I think that it's such a it's such a foil to the Taylor Lautner relationship where she has Taylor Lautner in a music video. He came out on stage in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. You know, they're yep. all copacetic. Well, let's think about the songs that Taylor wrote about Taylor Lautner. It was about breaking up with him. She goes back to December right. all the time. You know, right. now it, it turns out freedom ain't nothing but losing you. She wanted freedom. Taylor Lautner is clearly a very good guy, maybe a little boring for Taylor. Right. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, I think that it's clear that Harry really did a number on her. So, right. right. Should we move on to Is It Over Now? Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early Bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, <laughs> these gummies, 
everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimbleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimbleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off I think let's move on to Is It Over Now because I have a very striking parallel between a lyric in Is It Over Now to Clean, which okay. I just discovered this morning. Tell me. And Tell me. has made me realize that Clean is about Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So in Is It Over Now, I'm going to pull it up. Or let me just intro Is It Over Now, okay? Well, also, and I do think yeah, that yeah. if... What? Oh, no, 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 you go. I want to, I do want to state my opinion about is it over now once you're done introing. Okay. We'll do intro. We'll do your opinion and then I'll get yep. to the lyric revelation. Okay. okay? Everyone, great. let's chart these waters together. So, is it over now is the closing vault track on Taylor Swift's version of 1989 and it explores feelings of heartbreak and reflection in a relatable way, sharing moments of loneliness mm-hmm. and memories of past experiences with a former love. The chorus asks if the relationship has truly ended, touching on intimate moments in the pain of betrayal. Swift's lyrics capture the mixed emotions that often come with a breakup, but ultimately emphasizes the self-respect she has, a theme shared by other vault tracks like Now That We Don't yeah. Talk. Okay. So please share okay. your thoughts my on opinion, this track in general. My opinion, quickly, this song is up there with Slut as my second favorite. It's hard for yeah. me to put this as third. I think this is like, third does not feel right. I think it really is like, there are only number ones and number twos in this in, of these vault tracks. I think that if this was the Olympics of Taylor Swift songs, Now That We Don't Talk was number one. And then tied for second place is Is It Over Now? and slut and i just think they're so different what puts is it over now into like over the edge for me is the bridge which we can get to but share your okay. link, please well i just want to also share really quick that i am just 100 with you that is it over now yeah. is also second to now that we don't talk for me i think that it's such an orgasmic crescendo of just you know a relationship breaking into a million pieces still Mm -hmm. like looking at the fragmented pieces of this history on the floor and wondering, can we super glue it back together or is it fucking over now? Well, I think too, it's like, am I rid of you yet? Which like, is it like, are you out of my system yet? Yeah. Will it ever be over now? Or 
Chandler, do we go crashing down and do we come back every time? Cause we never go out of right. style. That's yep. the question <laughs> we're left with. Yeah, Is this a timeless question. relationship? Yeah. You know, will they always be coming in and out of each other's lives or is it over now? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So the lyric that I'm going to share. Okay. The, so the first verse is once the flight had flown with the wilt of the rose. Once the flight had flown uh, with the wilt of the rose. Uh, I slept all alone. ostensibly from her mind from her brain mm -hmm. okay yeah then it says let's fast forward to 300 takeout coffees later let's fast forward to 300 takeout coffees later i see your profile and your smile on unsuspecting waiters okay yeah. this chandler Let's fast forward to 300 takeout coffees later. That's 300 days. I so agree. I think that it's 300 days later. Okay. Um, uh -huh. So 10 months later, Chandler. Okay. And yeah. then let's pivot to the lyric from Clean. 10 months over, I must admit. Just because you're clean don't mean you don't miss it. Yes, there is. There is mm. something happened wow. 10 months. It took Lauren. Taylor 10 months to exorcise wow. Harry Styles from her bones mm -hmm. so that she right. could at least right. proceed through her human experience without, you know, right. being awash in his after scent. And then she just says it again, you know, later on in the song. Let's fast forward to 300 awkward blind dates later. If she's got blue eyes, I will surmise that she'll probably date her. You dream of my mouth before and called you a lying traitor. You search in every model's bed for something greater, baby. <sighs> okay. There is a model that Harry dated that looks just like Taylor Swift. Her name is like Nadine something. Mm -hmm. Everyone feel free to look her up. Yeah. Okay. First of all, you search for something greater. Chandler, right. you're One Direction's number one fan. Ever heard the song Something Great? Looking for something great? Oh, Can yeah. we just have something wow. great? Wow. Okay. I'm not One also, fan, but that's great detective work. Also, Chandler, I think that Taylor Swift doesn't really talk about the fact that she's like 10 out of 10 looks. Sarah Foster always says that no one talks about how pretty Taylor Swift is enough. Like we're right. not talking about that. I agree. Yes. Taylor Swift is like absolutely stunning. You know, and I actually have a little bit of insider tea about that. Oh my gosh. I'll, that I'll very quickly share. I'll leave names out to protect, but I was talking to, to someone who is affiliated with a restaurant Taylor Swift was recently at. And he said not his biggest takeaway, but the first thing that he said when I asked, tell me everything about seeing her in person was he said, she is so beautiful. She looks amazing in person. And I think like she looks gorgeous on camera and, and in her background photos, but like just hearing that in person, she was just as dazzling, if not more so. I mean, that just was moving for me. Taylor Swift literally does not have a physical flaw. She is her. She doesn't. There's not a hard edge to Taylor Swift's face. It is symmetrical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm 
stunning, you know, whatever that the triangle of beauty, the golden ratio, Taylor Swift is absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She's got it. So I think that for Harry Styles, you know, when he's betting Victoria's Secret models post Taylor Swift, there's no downtick in beauty, but you know what there probably is Mm -hmm. Chandler downtick in, and this is just me being kind of rude, but substance definitely talent i mean there has to be something so attractive about dating someone like taylor who is a poet who's not made her life on her 10 out of 10 looks but instead her artistry her talent yeah and i just think that there's just no again there there's no second chances you're never gonna get another taylor that's the hell that these men have to live in chandler you're never gonna get another taylor never never again never yep Never. Okay, so she says in the chorus, Was it over when she laid down on your couch? Was it over when he unbuttoned my blouse? This is a callback to another time she mentions Harry Styles' couch, where she says, and out of the woods, We were lying on your couch. I remember. Harry Styles must have had one hell of a couch. That's all I got to (laughs) say. I mean, Chandler, let's think about red blood, white snow. Okay. When you lost control. uh, Red blood, white snow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is that? Out of the woods? What about blue dress on a boat? Picture of her coming back. Right. I think they were well, in the British Virgin Islands. Yeah, yeah. This is, of course, all about Harry. Right. Your new girl is a clone, referencing Nadine or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. It's scathing. You know, what's Nadine doing now? I'm pretty sure Nadine Chandler is not worth billions of dollars with the Eras Tour. Absolutely not. Absolutely I don't think not. so. Okay. Yeah. Might be something I'm missing, but I don't right. think so. It's just, this song is just such a bop. I love belting it. It is such a bop. Something kind of interesting and something that I think was super hot was Mm -hmm. when she says, and did you think I didn't see you? There were flashing lights. At least I had the decency to keep my nights out of sight. I think I didn't see you. There were flashing lights. At least I had the decency to keep my nights out of sight. Well, then the verse after that is very sexy. Oh. Please read. Only rumors about my hips and thighs and my whispered sighs. Yeah. Okay. But the next lyric is one that I really want to discuss with you because I think that this is the first reference we've ever had from Taylor about unaliving herself. And she says, Mm -hmm. Oh Lord, I think about jumping off of very tall somethings just to see you come running. Oh Lord, I think about jumping. Up a very tall somethings Just to see you come running Running And say the one thing I've been wanting But no I think that there is a special kind of melodrama I was And I don't mean this in I any sort of patronizing notes. way Yeah, no Okay, well you take it then You take it Are you sure? Please Chandler This is We're sharing okay. here I mean, this is what I'm saying Who has not had that morbid melodramatic thought about how your ex would react if you suddenly died. I've had that so many times. Like, who hasn't? Who has not thought like, oh, if something were to suddenly happen to me, what would you? Well, I want a, I want a candid camera on your face when you find out. 
My favorite morbid fantasy with a breakup is if I got cancer, could I call him so that we could at least have like one more tearful moment together? Or totally. Yeah, if I in the height of your psychosis, especially that early 20s breakup psychosis, mm-hmm. you know, if I jumped off a very tall something, then he would finally know how, what he's done to me with this. Or, or, or he would realize how what he's, he's ruined lost. my life, what he's lost, what he did. Yeah. I right, mean, it right. is just. She's all of us. She is every woman who's ever lived. It's not even every woman. And it's not even every person. It's every living, breathing thing that has ever felt Mm -hmm. love on this earth. Yeah. Maybe outside the solar system. Hard to say. Yeah. Hard to put into words. Okay. Do you want to move on to suburban legends? Okay. I just want to say really quick that there is just something so devastating about that line. But no. Just to have mm-hmm. you say the one thing right. I've been wanting, but no, that but was Harry to. Styles. He never yeah. would. Yeah. And he never did. Right. Okay. So suburban legends. This is how rap genius intros. Swift portrays a complex romance on suburban legends. That's fraught with problems, but hints ever so slightly at fantasy fulfillment. And she embodies her own mm-hmm. sense of longing, elongating syllables to capture her outstretched hand, repeated scenarios that will never work out. Suburban legend sparkles with bouncing chords and nuanced yearning, with its final 30 seconds coalescing into a breakdown of evaporating synths as Swift glumly accepts her fate. <sighs> Thoughts on this track, Taylor? I think this track is great. I love it. It's in the rotation. I think my favorite part of this track is when she says, when she repeats the line, and you kiss me in a way that's going to screw me up forever. I love that line. I'm with you. I feel like that line is so, it's so wistful. It's so devastating. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. sexy. This song is just, I think, quintessential Taylor. You know, which is just in the midst of a love that she knows is going to break her forever. Right. Can I tell you something super corny I did? Yeah. I was I was playing all these songs for Ben. You know, and also at one point I need to get into, you know, he had a slight negative moment where he asked me if we were gonna continue listening to Taylor Swift and I like I I saw it read. But uh I said to him after that line, I was like, I was like, that's like you for me, like, you know, love you so much, whatever. And he just like literally had like no reaction. He was like, oh, thank you. It's just like wasted, wasted breath, wasted energy. It's complete. It's completely wasted. I'm not, I don't know that I'm going to let Kagan, my husband, listen to these songs. Don't. So I'm not sure he's worthy. As a man who he's says he worthy. doesn't listen to lyrics, I'm not oh. sure he's worthy. <laughs> okay, wait. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned 
cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What I love about this song, and I think that it's just, there is an unbridled sincerity and enthusiasm Mm -hmm. that's such a hallmark, trademark of Taylor Swift. And I think it's her Achilles heel, which in terms, it makes her so vulnerable to her critics, but I think it's ultimately her crowning achievement because I think Mm -hmm. it's what endears her most and um, really sears her into the hearts of her fans. But I love the way, just the repeated refrain my whole, you don't knock anymore and my whole life's ruined. You've yes. ruined my life. You don't knock anymore and my whole life's ruined. You've yep. ruined my life. All my plans. And like, I think too, the fantasy of their potential together and how amazing it would be if they you know, were to end up together and walk into that high school reunion or whatever, you know. TikTok on the clock, I pace down your block. It's just driving down your ex's street. It's girl psychosis at its it is. finest. It is. It is dick whipped, lovesick. <sighs> it's not lavender haze. It is the deepest, most maroon fog to fight through. Mm-hmm. And that's the experience that Taylor so aptly and perfectly can encapsulate in her music. Chandler, you have to go. So I think I, I can go. just speak to say don't go. Okay. That way we can fully have a full deep dive on the vault tracks for everyone um so chandler thanks for being here can i just say too of course can i just say as well we had like four other topics to talk about today and we should have (laughs) just known that we were going to spend we've now been recording for an hour and 25 minutes so about these vault tracks so we should have just we should this is a note for the future absolutely okay thanks for being with us chan and i'm now going to talk about say don't go Okay, so let's dig into Say Don't Go together. So Billboard actually put this as their top track on 1989 Taylor's version. And this is what they had to say. They say, one of the most enjoyable aspects of Taylor Swift's From the Vault concept is how it's allowed her to braid sounds and ideas from different eras of her artistry as songs from years ago get revived with a modern touch. Say Don't Go would have sounded at home on 1989 with its high drama romance and major key hooks, but the chorus also sounds in conversation with Swift's country pop days. Why do you have to twist the knife? Walk away and leave me bleeding. And the post-course harmonies recall her Midnight's period. The result is another stellar example of a song that belongs to one moment, but draws upon all of Swift's experiences to fully arrive. I do think that that's an interesting thought process, just in terms of, obviously, Taylor has really, really matured as an artist. It's funny, I'm going to 
Taylor Swift Eras Tour film with some friends this weekend. And none of these friends are Swifties. And they were kind of asking me for where to start, you know, where to begin within the canon of Taylor Swift. And I, I said to start at the end. You know, I think that for mature listeners, especially older listeners that aren't, you know, teenagers anymore, I really think starting with a Midnight's, starting with Folklore Evermore, and then moving to 1989, I honestly think reverse tracking really helps more mature listeners dive in and dig into Taylor Swift because there's more lyrical sophistication and there's more musical sophistication. And I think Billboard is correct. These these From the Vault tracks definitely feel like they have 2023 Taylor's fingerprints all over them. They don't feel like they're just, you know, MP3 saved to her, saved to her hard drive, completely unedited and unredone. These have definitely been remastered with her current skill set. And Taylor today, it's just incredible to see how she's matured as an artist. So this is how Rap Genius introduces Say Don't Go. It says, Say Don't Go presents a heartfelt narrative of longing and heartbreak. The second vault track from Taylor Swift's re-recorded version of 1989, it delves into the complexities of a relationship where the protagonist feels vulnerable and uncertain. Painting a picture of emotional turmoil, including feelings of sadness, anxiety, and longing, the song encapsulates the desire for the other person to stay, juxtaposed with the pain of feeling led on, ignored, and left behind. Okay, so my thoughts on Say Don't Go is that this is a classic Taylor Swift, lovesick and forlorn in the depths of not necessarily unrequited love, but love not requited enough. This is that classic Taylor song where she's wanting more from her beloved. I think if Out of the Woods is the track that sums up her feelings being in the relationship with Harry Styles, Say Don't Go, it's basically the two-page final chapter of Desperate Hope right as the book is about to finish. It's not the epilogue, okay? It's not all you had to do was stay, which is a posthumous analysis and exhortation. No, say don't go in my opinion, it's a final plea. And so I think let's go on that journey together. Let's let's weave a narrative tapestry from out of the woods to say don't go to all you had to do was stay with potentially another track that will surprise you that I think is all about this Harry Styles, you know, hurricane that went through her, her heart. Okay. So in Out of the Woods, Taylor sings, the night we couldn't quite forget when we decided, we decided. The night we couldn't quite forget when we decided, we decided. So we could dance, baby, like we stood a chance Two paper airplanes flying, flying, flying And I remember thinking, are we out of the woods yet? So this is a relationship characterized by doom. These people are paper airplanes flying. Two paper airplanes flying, flying, flying. And I think doomed by gravity for destruction. And I think it's possible that the speaker has known this from the very start. Perhaps that they're a shot in the darkest dark. That's right. Let's pivot away from out of the woods to say don't go. I've known it from the very start. We're a shot in the darkest dark. Oh no, oh no, I'm unarmed. Where we're getting to, 
you know, out if out of the woods was her feeling anxious and nervous all during the relationship, say don't go is the ending. Say don't go is her final plea for love. It's not 300 coffees later. It's not 10 months sober. It's at the very end. So in say don't go, the lyrics go, it's not fair because you kiss me and it stops time. Cause you kiss me and it stops time. say, don't go. But as it's repeated in the song, he says nothing back. So this is the devastating final moments of this doomed romance. Um, And I just think that it's interesting to me, as I talked with, with Chandler about how much of a head fuck Harry Styles must have been for Taylor Swift, that she wrote her best album about that relationship. Um, and I think the other thing that's, you know, coming out into the blistering sunlight for me, if you will, right now is the fact that not only is 1989 about Harry Styles, but reputation, half of reputation, I believe is about Harry Styles because in reputation, there are the love songs for Joe. There is gorgeous. There's the love songs where she's, you know, so in love with Joe. I think we get to those in the last half of the album, but there are the breakup songs. And I think that a lot of these breakup songs are about Harry Styles. So my first piece of evidence for this is the line from Getaway Car is, he poisoned the well. He poisoned the well. I was lying to myself. I knew it from the first old fashioned. We were cursed. We never had a shotgun shot in the dark. We never had a shotgun shot in the dark. Okay, let's go back to the first lines of Say Don't Go, which is, we were a shot in the darkest dark. This to me is that magic of Taylor, these Easter eggs that tell us that this is the story of what Harry Styles did to her. And I just think it's important that we recognize as a society and a culture that, you know, in the midst of the conversation that we're having about Joe Alwyn, you know, as we're seated at the dinner table with our children, with our grandparents, in the situation room in the White House, as we all, you know, in our weaker moments, gang up on Joe Alwyn, okay, and and indulge ourselves in his slander, especially in the wake of the great unfollowing. I think we need to still consider that Joe potentially put the pieces back together of Taylor Swift that Harry Styles broke devastatingly apart. And I don't think there's enough of a conversation about that. Um, And I think Say Don't Go, it's really, really that last, you know, that last plea from Taylor for Harry to not go, but he never says anything back. You know, she has to break it off because he's too polite to do it. As Andrea said, he faded until she left. So it's a devastating song. And I think that to conclude the episode, I do think that if we turn to the epilogue of All You Had to Do Was Stay, of this saga with Harry, at least it ends with a happy ending that he 
wants more of Taylor, right? In All You Had to Do Is Stay, the lyrics are, here you are now calling me up. Here you are now calling me up, but I don't know what to say. I've been picking up the pieces of the mess you made. People like you always want back the love they pushed aside. But people like me are gone forever when you say goodbye. But people like me are gone forever when you say goodbye. So we can all sleep soundly at night knowing Taylor had the last word on this relationship with Harry. Um, I think that there's just something so special and universal about the way that Taylor can really articulate the human experience um, when it comes to love and romance. It's really something where it doesn't matter that she's a supermodel with superstar talent, you know, one of the best performers in the world. God, if you ask my sisters and I, um, it doesn't matter. Some dude is still is going to treat her like trash and he is going to be a tool. Some dude is going to take her for granted and ghost her and still call her up later. And you know what? Taylor will have the self-respect to leave him on red. Okay. And I just think that there is something very, very special about this this woman. And we're so lucky to be alive. It's Some people say like, one of my favorite poets, he said the how lucky he felt to be alive after Shakespeare and also to speak English so you can read Shakespeare. I mean, that I think is a nice sentiment, but doesn't even compare to the idea of being alive and potentially in the same generation of women as Taylor Swift. It's one of the greatest honors of my lifetime um, to have my entire experience sonically narrated by the greatest songwriter of all time, who is Taylor Swift. So anyway, I apologize if this recap and this you know, deep dive on these tracks was not um, music theory minded enough and was more narrative driven. Chandler and I are not students of musical theory. We can't really speak to, you know, the E sharp that was chosen on Taylor's version versus the E minor or whatever it is. So we're just doing the best we can sticking to the messy breakups as we tend to do on Pop Apologists. So if you like this episode, please do us a favor write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would truly mean the world to us. Please write us a review or share it on your stories. Include the link so people can easily listen. We would really, really appreciate it. And with that, we'll be, and with that, we'll be back next week. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pop Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.